Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Lisa. This is Under the Bleachers. We are two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, Juno, which Jane is really excited about. Um, we haven't. We were trying to decide before this, like, what is what is our teen news for the week? And to be honest, like, both Jane and I just haven't been outside in a long time, and so both of us are like. We haven't encountered any teens. Am I right, Jane? You know, I just remembered something. Oh, shit. Okay, this is go going ahead. back. Okay. Earlier in the podcast, I would always talk about walking my dog because we never did anything because of the pandemic. And now I'm kind of back in that situation where the only time I leave is to walk my dog. Yeah. And I was walking him past the famous basketball court. And there were children <laughs> slash teens inside the basketball court. And one of them yelled, is that a cat? And my dog. That's pretty And funny. then he said, meow, meow. And then he said, woof, woof, woof. And then I left. (laughs) (laughs) Those are our up and coming um, alternative uh, comic stars. Is that a cat? I got to like it. Um, I will say I the the famous the most famous teen this week is the I am a New York City public high school student teen. Jane, had you heard of this or no? No. Oh, okay. Uh, So it's on Reddit. There's a teen on Reddit who's basically talking about how crazy it is in New York City public high schools right now. You know, with the, with the caveat that probably not all the schools are that crazy. Um, but it, it's it's impactful because the teen starts with saying, I mean, who, who fucking knows? This could be an adult, right? Like, who? <laughs> I am a teenager on Reddit. But it's like somebody saying like, hey, I'd like to preface this by stating like remote learning sucked. But like, I definitely think we need to go back temporarily to remote learning because it is like wild. And they yeah. just talk about how like people are like, th- there's so many teachers out. There's so many kids testing positive in class, et cetera. But I wanted to ask you, Jane, <laughs> uh, it's, it's clearly a serious public health issue. But my serious question for you, Jane, was what would it have been like for you personally um, if you had to do remote learning as a teenager? <laughs> It's so hard to imagine because the internet was different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you but I love that's what I'm saying. Like, what what would you do on the internet? I guess I I, it's so hard. It's so hard. Like, I think I would be really depressed. I don't have a fun (laughs) answer for this. Do you have a fun answer? Something fun? No, I mean, I also would be depressed. Probably my my question was like, what like what what are the things you would probably do? Because like, I would probably be first I'd be really bored but I would probably sink even deeper into the realm of like I know what you're gonna say horses fan fiction and tumblr (laughs) oh I didn't know you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say you were gonna sink deeper into being a good student because I think I would just take that to an even (laughs) further level absolutely not I was actually gonna say I think I no I think I would go the other way and like get really addicted to the internet and like essentially progress to like writing porn that's what I think. <laughs> you got to do but, something. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, my parents were a little freaked out by what me and my brother were doing on the internet, but like, at least we weren't going out and getting pregnant. Do you want to introduce our guest? <laughs> I do. 
Reed Pope is an award-winning comedian, playwright, and Jew. They've been featured in Vulture, Paper Mag, and Boys With Plants magazine. Hello, Reed. Hi. 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 Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I made it sound like you had undergone a teen pregnancy, which is not at all what I meant. But um, (laughs) Me? Or... Um, we know, but (laughs) we like to, um, we like to ask all our guests on the show, what type of teen were you? Oh, um, I was, I did a sport. Um, so I very much, you know, relate to bleaker in this. Mm. Um, and so I was, I guess, sporty, but I also did musical theater. So that like immediately canceled it out. So I guess I was like (laughs) trying everything teen. I definitely wasn't as cool as Juno um what sport did you do i was a diver Ooh, swimming pool teen Mm -hmm. always soaking wet (laughs) teen i have a question like a logistical question are diving pools different than other pools uh it depends but yeah usually they're deeper Okay, and like, so where, yeah, where there's one, one find them? there's one difference they have to have, I feel. <laughs> the well, sometimes board. they like share like sometimes there's like the lap part, like the mm. swimming part, and then they just like rope off the deeper end for diving. Yeah. And sometimes it's like a whole different um like the ones with the huge platforms have usually a different well, like a different pool that's Ooh. like seventeen to twenty feet deep. Yeah. I like the term well in well. this context. <laughs> Oh Wait, yeah. So where would you? Where does one find a diving pool? Um, I grew up in the Bay Area in California, and so we used like Stanford's uh diving. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were like the club team, um, on Stanford's like campus pool. There's a lot of diving, and there's a lot of seals there. Yeah. <laughs> were you involved with seals? <laughs> I did not. I did not see a lot of seals in, in san francisco there's seals yeah and like that area i was a bit south and there were definitely no seals in the pool but yeah. my question is also like um <laughs> did you practice before class and so like were you just always yeah were you just always wet, wet in like the yeah. hallway i was definitely like, what was that like yeah um like logistically I, I mostly practiced after school for like a bunch of hours. So it was like more like doing my homework wet and like run. But I did like run from a meet to prom, like blow drying my hair wet. furiously. Like Whoa. I I would wow. like everything happened, like my choir concerts and stuff. It was always like me showing up with my hair in like a wet bun or like f- crying, screaming in the locker room, like having 15 minutes to get my hair dry and I was like very I had like very long hair um yeah it was a lot of like always like a little bit of smudged makeup under my eyes like that came off in the pool but like I tried to embrace it for whatever I was going to next yeah it was uh that life for sure was was olympics part of your life (laughs) (laughs) no that's a good question not not my life but a lot of people on my team either wanted to or did end up going no um, way i was like the worst wow. on, a, on a very good team and i'm not saying that like oh not in a self-deprecating way just like if you looked at this like the scores and the facts and my athletic ability <laughs> i like dove at the college level but they're a very no offense to my college team but, like a very bad college team was like my goal whereas gotcha. some people legitimately have gone to trials or wow that's very cool i sort of relate to that because i was a i was on a terrible tennis team in high school 
And so I got to play second singles, which rocked. That's awesome. But I was so bad. So like if you tell someone you were second singles, they think you're good, but I wasn't. But that's sort of like a sweet spot to be because then you're just like happy to be there, but you don't have like pressure of like winning, you know? Yeah, there was never pressure of winning for me. You're <laughs> like, just like, my life is cool. I get to like be at this level. Yeah, sometimes I don't know. if everybody else, sometimes if everybody else fucked up, like if there was just a day where everybody fucked up, I would randomly get like third place or win. And it was like, everybody was like, oh my God. And I was like, it's not even like I did well. It's just that everybody else fucked up. Yeah. And I was just doing my like easy list of dives, like the medium degree of difficulty that like are harder to fuck up, I guess. But yeah. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say that you ran and you had a similar uniform to Bleaker. I ah. wish. I literally wish. I like just watched the scene where he comes. In, we'll get to it, but where he comes into the like uh, the room after Juno's yeah, birth. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and it's just like he's there in his full like, uniform and like the bright yellow shorts. And I was like, should I start dressing like that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, up. that was you, but wet. It was me, but wet and in like a tiny swimsuit that they literally, I always talk about, they told us to like pull it further up our ass to get higher scores from the judges, like fucked up. And I was what? like, yeah, like we definitely, well, it make quote makes your legs look longer, but like, uh, I don't know. The sport was, it was usually like a group yeah. of men who've never actually thrown themselves off a diving board, like all between the ages of like 30 to 60, like literally quite literally judging you so it's like a lot to unpack but yeah sure whoa but i I know very little about but now i want to (laughs) um i was gonna ask if people in school knew you as a diver sort of because our school didn't really have a diving team but i did go to meets i did go to high school meets and dive and sometimes i guess that would get like announced or recorded like oh like they did this but um my school was like very academically uh, everybody was just freaking out about academics all the time. So I yeah. feel like people more knew me as like how I was as a student or my kind of like personality in the classroom than like what I did outside of it. And if they did know me, they usually knew me from the like school plays because I started doing more of that towards the end of high school. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Um, I was going to ask when, when did you encounter this movie and was it when you were in high school? Wait, when when did this come out? 2007. 2007. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this as well going in. So I actually like my uh mom specifically didn't let us watch PG-13 movies until we were actually 13. Wow. And so I wasn't allowed to Cute. see this movie. Like I wasn't allowed to see this movie. I remember seeing I remember the cultural event. Like I remember seeing Aww. the the imagery like, you know, the the classic like billboard/you know, cover art no that's not right for a movie but you know what i mean like poster <laughs> poster is the word I was looking for. and uh like the sunny d of it all and everything but i remember like my parents seeing it I-, I didn't see it and then um i think i saw it for the first time in college actually so yeah wow jane yeah. how about you i must have seen it or like i definitely knew about it when it first happened because i had a friend who went as juno for <laughs> halloween and yeah, her boyfriend went as bleaker and she like she dressed up and looked pregnant, and I feel like that that caused a stir. Um, but I I don't remember really watching it until like I re- what I remember is watching it in college at some point and just like crying the whole time. So it clearly had just a stronger impact on me later in life. What oh, about you, Issa? Interesting. I was gonna say I remember the cultural event also, similar to Reed, 
and a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my relationship to this movie I feel like is dictated by the fact that like everyone was just obsessed with like how Juno spoke and like the quirky lines and so I quickly became like annoyed and I think like it's sort of Jane it's sort of what we were talking about with like Scott Pilgrim as a cultural event like everyone sort of suddenly wanted to be an indie teen even people who maybe weren't before and it's similar with like the music here because she is like very into music and then also the soundtrack was really big so I it's funny because like I don't have that many strong feelings about like the soundtrack itself like just now as an adult but like I was just like so like knee-jerk reacting to everyone being so obsessed with it that I I went in the direction of like oh like why is everyone so obsessed with this movie you know Mm. um but I'm like excited to like rebuild my relationship with it like Issa is that do you do you think that that's a large part of you like the (laughs) knee-jerk I'm genuinely curious um I think definitely when I was like 15 for sure I think I well you know what it also might have been like which people were like really obsessed with it and whether they were annoying to me or not you know (laughs) I just remember someone being really obsessed with the hamburger phone and me being like okay we get it (laughs) right like that's like that was the ultimate like quirky thing I will say I did know without maybe knowing that it was associated with Juno actually maybe I did I knew the like here is the church and here is the yeah, yeah like I knew that that was a you know again the iconography of this movie I like exactly. knew the references without having even seen it in high school um yeah everybody yeah. was like picking up a ukulele and trying right. to play that song and I was like guys fuck. and now you play the ukulele oh my wait God. do you play the ukulele anymore occasionally I don't really um I I I sort of like progressed a little bit this is my pandemic thing I tried to learn and then I like sort of started plateauing and it started to get harder to get better. And then I like mm. immediately like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I could never do music. I do think that I listen to the soundtrack. That's one thing rewatching it that I was like, I know all of these songs. Yeah, there's so other I songs that I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know this song. They entered into the just the playlist, like the infinite playlist of oh my, God. It's my time. <laughs> um, and so they're in my Christ. subconscious forever. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you all, I guess, read you first. Um, what's your relationship with Elliot Page? Um, I was obsessed with the, that cultural event as well. Just like the Oprah interview and Oprah like being like, well, I've seen the L word, so I know what trans is. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Elliot. Oh I God. was a, obsessed with them. Like, and like, was it because of Juno or no? Oh, um, not because of Juno, but just like, I, I don't, it must've been. I think I saw that Netflix show Tales of the City, which was not great, but I just randomly decided that then was the time I was going to dive into his like entire filmography because I was like, yeah. there has to be more. I mean, I knew there was more than that. Um, and then I also dove into his like ex-marriage relationship thing and yeah. became really obsessed with Emma, the dancer. And then I feel like he was like on my radar from that point on. Um but yeah, yeah I can't I'm I'm sort of similar where I'm like was it Juno that like was the start of like I don't know Elliot Page like becoming like a big cultural icon I mean for other people yes but I can't remember if like Inception that was my was yeah, yeah I was gonna say I remember watching Inception and being like hmm like kind of hot <laughs> Wait, have you seen Hard... Has anyone seen Hard Candy? No, yeah, I, I recently did. It's really... I I really... I really like it. 
I, it's really intense. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. Jane, how did you first become introduced or what's your what was the formation of your relationship with Elliot Page? I think similarly, like I just I I I for whatever reason watched Hard Candy, which is not kind of a typical movie I would I would watch. I, I watched it when I was younger. Um, for those who don't know, it's about a girl who's being correct me if I'm wrong, a girl who's being predat what is it called when you're being predatoried against? <laughs> When someone's being predatory to you. Oh, like you're the prey. You're... <laughs> it's like not a, not a victim because that's not the right. Like... Uh, being assault, being attacked, being. Never mind. I'm just going to fuck it up. She takes. Sure... A- I'll just say that she takes action and that action is extreme and it's very cool. Is um, it like kick ass kind of? No. Oh, okay. Okay. That's all. I would, I would not compare it to the movie Kick-Ass. Um, I do remember Inception, and I remember everyone being excited that Elliot Page was, like, in Inception and not, like, an indie girl. You know what I mean? Like, mm, <laughs> like wow, yeah. they get to, like, have a serious role. Even though, like, they didn't really do a lot in Inception. <laughs> they just kissed um, Joseph Oh, yeah. Gordon, I mean, that's reason. a lot. Let's do it. Like, random. <laughs> They really earn their paycheck. Am I right? Um, yeah. Wow. So I don't think I have like a unique relationship with Elliot Page. Just watch the big movies. Am a fan. That's it. I actually don't know what the Oprah interview was like. It was. I didn't watch it. Wild. It was also wild because they because of the pandemic they like CGI'd him in. Like oh! Oprah was like coming to you from my Hawaii house or something, and then Elliot was like coming to you from freezing cold Canada. Oh my and then god! They like CGI'd two chairs facing each other, so they weren't talking. They weren't actually in the same room, but it looked like it. Wait, mm. what? It was. That's a bit insane. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What? Okay, I sure. I need to just like see what that looks I also like. just think it was interesting because like of course when when he released the thing on his social media that was like I am trans, here's my here's what's happening, like a million people contacted me and sent me like a like sent it to me via DM and stuff. Oh, wow. And then I feel like the Oprah interview was like a week or something later and they teased it so much, like they released clips and then yeah. they like like they really made it like a drawn out I don't know. Yeah, it was I was like just, a media like, event. It was a yeah. party. I mean, it's a social cool. media party. It's cool. Like, there's obviously not a lot of, like, trans mask people in the public eye. Uh, For sure. Or, like, it's becoming, you know, increasingly better with representation. But I don't know. I just think that's sometimes, like, yeah, these culture events make me laugh. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> it is funny, especially if it was, like, not someone that close to you to send it to you and be like, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen it. <laughs> And yet, of course, like I'm like sobbing at the interview, even though it's the yeah. most ridiculous interview I've ever seen. Like, I will I rewatched Juno sobbing. Like, Aww. I um I, I would shout out Drew Gregory is a writer, um, and she's awesome, and she writes for Autostrado. But she did a whole like ranking of Elliot Page's films based on how trans they are, which is like, what does that even Hell mean? Yeah. But I I went through them, and I was like, all right, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. I gotta like rewatch these. And so, that what's was the my most guide. trans? I think it was Inception. No, I'm just kidding. I think it might have been. Oh no, let me find it. Okay, there's gonna be there. Wait, and Jane, also least trans. Up. Like I need to know the the yeah, um, wait, other Jane. either side. Jane, backing up. <laughs> Why do you think it would have been 
really hard for you to kiss Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, I actually was sort of thinking over that comment, and I'm actually <coughs> pro Jorsen. Jo- what the fuck is his name? <laughs> it's hard to say. JGL. I find him attractive, and I also one of my favorite movies as a child was Angels in the Outfield. Uh, there are I Angels in the love Outfield. That movie. You James, do. James okay. I've seen it so many times. I and don't know me, why. So many times, and he's a baby in that movie. Um, and so I feel like <laughs> I res- I fully respect not a not a literal baby. He's like what ten. I'm not sure. Not um, anyway, I'm a fan. I could kiss him easily. I don't know why I said that. That was really okay. rude. I'm I was sorry. like, that's not like you. <laughs> I have the I have the most trans movie. It's Whip okay. It. Whip oh, it. I've never seen it. And I oh, want I love to. Whip It. I think, yeah, I think that because Drew ranked it based on movie, Elliot, and then total. So like uh, an example is like... Uh, Juno is the movie is a seven out of ten. Elliot is a nine out of ten. The total is eight out of ten. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh, Ooh, seven out of ten. Interesting. I know. Okay. I was like, inter- but I, I don't know. I like. I, I really love uh, Drew's writing and reviews of of stuff for sure. Um, for sure. And she. So anyway, this was a fun article. But yeah, whip it. I have to rewatch it. I haven't watched that in a while. And- Wait, what's least trans? Sorry, I'm going to read the article later. Oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, know. no, it's good. Uh, smart people. I don't, oh, I don't know, that know one. what that is. I mean, I, these are there's 30 on here. Like, there's 30. Smart so. people? Okay, smart people is the classic. My impression of, I've never seen it. My impression of it based on the movie poster is like, it's the classic, like, a parent or like a relative will be like, will buy it, the DVD for you and be like, yeah, you would watch this, right? Because it's like mm. about like young people and like uh, there's stars in it. And like, it could be about just, you know, anything. Oh, everything. Yeah, anything. It was his first role post Juno. It says Elliot's first role post Juno has all the markings of Hollywood and probably new management squandering a once in a generation talent because they can't handle that talent's innate queerness. This insufferable indie about an insufferable English professor played by it Dennis is, yeah. Quaid oh, oh. No, forces Elliot to play a Republican teenager who uses the <gasps> R word and only thinks about tax credits. He's still good. He's always good. But this is one of his worst movies and easy, easily the least trans. All right. That to uh, me. Yeah. Exciting. But that is right, awesome. I do feel like smarter now or like <laughs> w- wider, broader. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm glad you brought up Hard Candy because that's why I guess um, like Elliot was cast pretty much because like of, of their performance in Smart Candy, like the director, Jason. Hard Candy. Jason, Jason Reitman. Um, like reached out to reached out to i almost said juno <laughs> reached out to Elliot and was like you're the i here's the role and then right. also um handed the script to jk simmons oh. and other other people like were sort of he just like cherry picked everyone like mm. michael Sarah, and then also leah olivia thurlby is her name oh, she's so cute apparently her. she she like originally wanted to be juno she auditioned for the role of juno and he was like no you are leah like yeah yeah, I well just want cast, someone to well tell cast. me tell me who I am in the movie. Anyway, um, also you the- could be Leah. Thank you. That's so You're nice because I think she's so beautiful. She's so um, cute. This is also semi based on um, you know Diablo Cody's life. Uh, who we've she we've talked about her in the pod before, um, but she had a close friend that became pregnant in high school, and like some things some things from it, like the hamburger phone is like someone someone from her life the um the ultrasound technician being mean is like something from her life um but also 
fun fact, she wrote the screenplay over seven weeks in the Starbucks section of a Target in Minnesota. I don't need to hear this. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear really? this Really? I was just stuff. like enchanted by that. I was like, oh my God. That's, but I, yeah, but I get it. I get it. I get Starbucks it. within Target is such a specific... I don't know. I used to, my, one of my jobs was like being on the road a lot. And like, I would just be hunting for like a place to just like fucking sit. And it sometimes that was the only option or like something similar to that, where it's like a Starbucks inside something. Um, and it's truly like a, a space, <laughs> a, <laughs> a space where people are coming and going. Let's just say that. <laughs> I do love Target in general. And actually I'm going to Target later today and I'm pretty excited about it. What are you yeah. getting? I need to get, I need to get um, padded envelopes. Oh, okay. Oh, I was not sure what was going to come after padded. And I was like, I was ready to be like, yes, whatever that was. <laughs> My girlfriend loves Target. My girlfriend worked at Target and like her favorite Starbucks is the Starbucks that are inside of a Target. Like she's so, she has such positive feelings about all of it. Why? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? I have no idea. Every day she's like, oh my God, I have to go to Target. I'm like, okay. I feel well, like the, the, they always take so much longer, those little Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last time I was in one of them, actually, the last time I was in one of them, I was like doing some sort of like cross country or cross country. I was doing some sort of like interstate travel and I stopped in one in New Jersey, Jane, Woo! a Starbucks and a Target. And I got in line and there were like three like Filipino ladies in line ahead of me talking. And I was like really homesick and- oh. I was just like really happy. It was, yeah, it was just a cute moment. Should we, should we jump right in? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> All right. We're just like talking about Target now. Okay. Let's jump 16 right in. year old Juno gets pregnant after having sex with her friend Bleeker, who has a crush on her. She calls her best friend cheerleader Leah and says she's going to get an abortion. Juno shows up at Bleeker's house the next morning, sitting in the chair they had sex on while holding a pipe in her mouth mm -hmm. and tells him that she's pregnant. He says she should do what she wants. Juno goes to her abortion appointment, but is dissuaded by one of her classmates who is outside protesting. She and Leah look through adoption ads to find a couple to give the baby to. Juno talks to her dad, Mac, and her stepmom, Bren, about being pregnant. They are disappointed, but supportive. I have so many things to say about One, the pipe. I mean, come on. That is the <laughs> gayest, most incredible thing. The chair and sitting with the pipe... I, it, like Juno having the pipe it, that's I, true god I just that image also alone, whose pipe is it right I, I forget if they say I don't I guess JK Simmons I assume right right and then I oh yeah the JK Simmons and Alice and Jenny are Ugh. like they rival the easy a parents which to me are like the parent like the like yeah oh my god that, like, oh my god yeah um and they're just so so great but yeah, what is? Oh yeah, and then when when Juno's like, I'm thinking of going to women now because they help women now or whatever. Like so many lines between <laughs> Juno and Leah in deciding to like get the abortion, and then ah oh, god, and the fingernail thing. Anyway, the movie, yeah, the movie's really good at pulling you right into like the way people talk to because definitely a lot of the most famous lines I remember people repeating and making me mad in high school are from the like start, like. People were just like yelling silencio old man at each other for no reason. It's sort of like bing bong now. <laughs> I, I will say, and this might be a dig, but the first line where she yells at the dog, it did remind me of Napoleon Dynamite, which yeah, we had just like watched that. recently. Yeah, yeah, I think the movie definitely is aware of like casting, casting, um, Oh my god, what the fuck is his name? I'm like blanking. Michael Sarah? Michael Sarah, yeah, duh. Michael Sarah after like super bad 
and yeah. like his rise to fame. Like I think that it was interesting that they didn't almost do more with him because he played such a bigger character in like the movies prior to this and then they kind of had him just like I know hanging around for this, but I also appreciated it because he didn't like overshadow Juno. I know it's kind of like this movie truly accomplishes that the boy is just a side character, which I really appreciate in like very I don't know, in like very good like not overt ways and yeah like how everyone everyone knows that juno is the one who wanted to have sex and that she initiated it yeah and it's just like sort of a joke and there's no i and everyone's like why like i really like the scenes when or like when she talks about like fucking him and then right after that it's the scene of him like getting ready and his like skinny little ankles and stuff (laughs) like it's so good because you get to be like Huh? Yeah, J.K. Simmons is like, huh? I didn't know he had it in him. Like, yeah. like, like really, they, like they're so shocked when Juno says it was him. Um, yeah, the details with like him and the Tic Tacs and everything. I just think it's the world is so immediately specific, which is so fun. I had a question. Um, the first time you had sex, whose idea was it? Ooh, me. I uh, I I would say it was like a Mutual. joint. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think I think mutual and it had been after like conversations. And so I think I spearheaded it, but it was definitely mutual. I think I also feel like mutual, but in terms of like the logistics, like the date and time, it was definitely like me. Oh, yeah. Didn't you (laughs) have a date and time scheduling? Didn't you you do like didn't you have a specific you were like, I'm going to do it here? Or was that your first no, kiss? No, 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 no. No, I didn't. You definitely um, told me about a specific date no. time situation in your romance. The history. specific... Should I say this <laughs> on the pod? I can decide to cut it out. But the specific date time thing is that I lost my virginity on Jane's birthday. <laughs> oh, my God. You can say that's that. Really funny. I like that's really funny. So that's how I remember your birthday. <laughs> and you could not have planned that because you didn't know me then. So Yeah. But that's like there is something something's in the start meant to be. I yeah, I love that. That's um, so funny. I I will say that the the outfits do read <laughs> more costumey to me. Yeah, like maybe because I've truly seen so many people like in them, or I don't know. Yeah. It, this movie does have kind of like a surreal tinge to it. Yeah, which I think is on purpose, especially um, with the kids. Yeah, I mean yeah. my. And their bedroom, like their bedrooms almost, they just Extreme. like feel, they feel like sets. It's totally cool girl bedroom. Like yeah. having, so my brain, my brain can never allow me to have like five different posters all next to each other and not in some sort of specific order. Like I could oh, never live in that okay. world, but cool girls can. And they just have like random shit all over their bedroom. And that's yeah. what Juno has. Clutter, but it doesn't feel suffocating, suffocating. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was to, your, like to your point, Jen, about like the the cost. I mean, I think mainly I'm I'm thinking about Bleaker's running outfit. Like um, Nate had like not remember if he'd seen the whole movie the whole way, and he was like, "I remember something about cross country." <laughs> I was like, "I mean, no, but <laughs> well, I do think it's brilliant. I think that in rewatching it, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the cross country team running by, yes, and 
like that like marking the changing of the seasons and that sort of like breaking up the movie is just so it's such a lovely yeah i really i like the seasons yeah um i think the concept of encountering a classmate who talks to you while you're pro-life protesting is very funny (laughs) like like what would (laughs) especially because like she's alone (laughs) yeah i guess i do i did have this question which has been discussed but like what do we think of the politics of this movie Mm. I was thinking Um, about that yeah I think when it came out um I mean for me like when this came out my relationship to it is that I grew up in I went to Catholic school I grew up in a very Catholic country and so like when this came out people were happy because it sort of dodges the for 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 me viewing the movie at the time I was like okay it sort of dodges us having to argue about that and we can focus on like um whether adoption is like like how hard it like how hard it can be and how tricky it can be um which I thought which I don't think that way about it now but I remember that's sort of how we thought about maybe that's why like so many of my classmates were able to watch it and like watch it with their families and stuff because like it is like it's not I don't think it's overtly pro-life but it doesn't trigger pro-life people I guess (laughs) is what I'm trying to say yeah, it doesn't like th- I that's what I appreciate I appreciate about this entire movie is that because it's just like yeah. little little moments, it really doesn't feel didactic or like it's hitting you over the head with a message. Like for sure. I don't think it's trying to say anything. I think it just is like here are a bunch of things that happen that make a really interesting story of like what this high schooler went through. And it doesn't yeah. quite like the only thing is that they use the like device of like isn't it the the baby's fingernails fingernails like that, yeah which I do really love that moment where they like cut to Juno's fingernails and everything like that is really effective and at, but but at the same time that's the only thing to me that like evokes like pro life uh like not propaganda but like what people use to argue pro life things yeah like yeah. I can see people getting mad about that but only because like pro life shitheads have like use that right right i definitely don't see it as anti-choice or anything what i what i feel more is that that she wanted to tell a story about a pregnant teenager and they needed to address the question of abortion because that's something that she would have thought about um and i think it's totally fine that she that someone would choose to not get an abortion i guess maybe another flaw is that this situation works out really well for everyone um which is not how it normally would but i yeah. but i agree that this movie is so specific and i don't think it i, I mean it would be hard to watch it i don't think people walked away from this movie thinking i could get pregnant and have and give it to someone and it would be great um so i think ultimately it's it's fine with me yeah i mean i think like for a movie that's all about a teen pregnancy it like succeeds at sort of not enraging necessarily like either side and like you know you could say that is, you know, the fingernails thing. It is an argument for like, if you're, if you are pro-choice and I am like, you know, it's like, then, then that's an argument for trying to um, be more respectful when a teenager has to make that choice and like shielding them from like propaganda, especially. Cause like, it is like gross to think about body parts in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the, the movie is like, so it, it also navigates the like body part conversation or like yeah. just like corporality like just grossness like I think that Juno in general is kind of like a gremlin character and even does all these like like 
at one point she goes into Vanessa's bathroom, right? And like puts the fancy like eye cream on and then like growls in the mirror and stuff. Yeah. Which to me is just like, oh my god, this movie is so gay. Or just like queer in that it like <laughs> Yeah. You know, you have you have Elliot obviously like in the role, but Juno as a character, like on the page, is so like, I don't know, gremlin-y and kind of like will just talk about doesn't she say like something about like the cross country teams like porkers or something? Yes. Like, just like staring Ugh. at their crotches. Like I think the way it approaches sexuality is super interesting and also leah's character like even though juno and bleaker are so like like you said like teen like like you have the cool girl room and the cross-country outfit leah doesn't feel like the stereotypical cheerleader which i think breaks the world a little bit um and like the parents are not the stereotypical strict parents or cool parents they kind of live in between for sure so that makes it a bit more yeah it's funny that you i you know, there, there's a lot of people who are like, who when they write about this movie, they're like, yeah, it's just, it was really needed because you re- re- really wanted to show a smart, like an intelligent, like a smart, like strong teen girl. But I think like, it's exactly what you said, actually. It's also like being like a gremlin, like needed representation. <laughs> and like so many teens are. And like, for me, she comes across as very childish, it, not in a negative way, but she is a child yeah and we don't see a lot of that in the movies we watch like she is silly and a little immature and she's naive a lot of the time especially with her relationship with mark yeah and i think it just reads as more genuine than a lot of the stuff let's go to let's go to mark and vanessa okay oh yeah yeah. juno and mac Meet Mark and Vanessa, the rich couple hoping to adopt the baby. Vanessa has her heart set on raising a child while Mark seems less enthusiastic. They agree to a closed adoption, meaning Juno won't hear from them after the fact. Juno explores the fancy house and finds Mark's guitars. They bond over music, and Vanessa walks in on them jamming. Months later, Leo and Bren go to Juno's ultrasound. When the technician is judgmental, Bren sticks up for Juno. Afterward, Juno brings the ultrasound pictures to Vanessa, but only Mark is there. They hang out and there are clearly vibes. Vanessa eventually comes home and reveals that they had been expecting to adopt a baby earlier, but the mom flaked out. That's why she's so anxious. At home, Bren warns Juno that she can't just hang out with a married adult, but Juno blows her off. I think it's, oh God, it's just like the layers of like questions of trust and motherhood is so genius. Like that's what I was going to say too about like the conversation around pregnancy is having Vanessa and even that very very small comment at the beginning that Juno's like oh like uh you're lucky you're not pregnant or something and you see Jennifer Garner's face fall and then and then obviously the end when Bren is like oh you look like a mother scared shitless I think that is like the core of this movie is like these women and their like respective relationships to like motherhood and maternity and taking care of of people and also wanting to be taken care of because obviously Juno like I mean we can get into like the the weird Mark relationship which did make me really anxious the first time I watched the movie and I'm still not 100% sure what it's doing but I I do think Vanessa's character and the few moments where Juno and Vanessa connect are like what makes this movie this movie like I yeah. yeah I'm so glad you said that because I think Jennifer Garner is the heart of the movie. I hope I'm. I hope I'm allowed to say that, but I think that she makes the movie. I'm allowed. I because to me she and like yeah, we like Elliot Page, we like Juno. I think that she yeah. is the star. Like there's she's doing so much and yeah. she's so gorgeous and 
she's just like it's impossible to not empathize with her and just like fully root for her and you're so right that whenever she interacts with Juno like there is something unique happening and it yes. almost feels like Juno is like th- I mean this comes to the end and and what happens but Juno is acting like more mature and like she's making really adult decisions yes. because she can see in Jennifer Garner's character like this is going to be a great parent for my for the child. Yes, and and like <sighs> I think like in the start it's really good at showing like in the start Juno just immediately vibes with Mark because of their shared like music stuff and also Mark is just being like kind of silly and funny versus Vanessa is so nervous and like you know and and um Juno like doesn't really want to be serious she wants to like kick it or whatever even though this is like such a huge like thing for Vanessa and Mark so like it's it's progressing from that point to like realizing that like Vanessa is like the mom for this kid like that is is so well done but but also like as someone rebuilding my relationship with this movie as an adult like when I was like 15 watching this, Juno was the star and I absolutely did not like pay attention to Vanessa and Mark, which is funny because like now I agree with you. Like I love watching like how she reacts and stuff. And I can see how like strange Juno is to the adults in this meeting. And like Mark is just like sort of going along with stuff, being kind of a shithead. And he like kind of blows off the meeting. Like it's just, there's so much going on that like when I was a kid watching this, I was not paying attention to because- I was just like Juno's funny and she says funny shit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> my question, um, my question was, uh, what shit would um Juno try in your bathroom or like cosmetics? <laughs> would Juno pick up in your bathroom? Um, I straight up have testosterone in my bathroom, so I feel like <laughs> if Juno was being crazy, um, that <laughs> she might try that, which is funny. Um, and then I don't know. I have like lush. I have like that like lush shampoo bar which i think everybody Ooh. is like what is that because it like looks oh, yeah like i've never tried it yeah i'm obsessed with my again my girlfriend is obsessed with lush got me obsessed with it but it's like really nice because when you're traveling it's not liquid so you can just put it in your carry-on and you don't have to do the whole like wow know. yeah i'm not doing an advertisement but uh <laughs> yeah maybe that definitely the testosterone maybe <laughs> it's so funny Same. to think about that that's really funny um Maybe I have a bottle of like body oil that's sesame scented, and what? to me it's it's just like <laughs> so a funny. bottle of sesame oil that you rub on after a shower. Um, that would be like very messy though. So, um, can you also eat it? I cook with sesame oil so much. <laughs> you know what's funny is like you might be able to eat it. Like no, there's probably some like gross chemical in there that you shouldn't <laughs> do. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with sesame oil. <laughs> Uh, we have like my mom gave me this um this thing of like salt scrub thing that smells really good, but it says <laughs> the packaging on it is like from the Dead Sea. Oh my I'm god! Like, okay, I've been in there. <laughs> I'm like okay, I don't. <laughs> this doesn't make it more or less appealing to me, but um, I think Juno would would like. Wait, that. I have been in the Dead Sea when I was a teen, and. And the big can, like, thing float? about the Dead Sea is that there's like mud at the bottom that you're supposed oh. to like rub on you. And wait, I guess this is what that is. Yeah. 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 Is it from like Aviva? No. Okay. Um <laughs> anyway. One thing I remember is that like the first rubbing I did of the mud, there was these little rocks in the mud, and I like 
So I was just like, because it's mud. Scraping up my body. And then obviously the water is like a very, very, very high salt composition. That's why you can float. And so it just hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you have any cuts, cuts, it like kills. I was also like 13 when I went in the Dead Sea. Damn. I had like I remember I was just so bad at shaving and so I just oh. like my legs were just like on fire. I was like, this is actually not fun. But how many 13-year-olds have had really similar painful experiences in the Dead Sea? I know. Listeners, if you've been in the Dead Sea, you better tell us now. <laughs> also, wait, Jane, so you were like you were scooping the mud while standing there and like scrubbing yourself with it? So there's sort of like a muddy shore. Right. Okay. 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 There's, there's like you can stand outside. Yeah, the but water you were like, like exfoliating in public, is what I'm saying. So you, yeah, everyone like Everyone's throws on a bathing it. suit. Yeah, and you all like we have pictures of just everyone covered in mud. Uh, there's um, like buckets. Like there's like buckets that you like reach into. There's a picture of me like in this like frilly. Oh God, it's so hard to in this like pink bikini thing, and I'm like oh. 13, and I'm like, I, I have. I'm like a straight line. Like, I ha- why am I in this bikini? I have no tits. I have nothing. I'm like scooping mud out of a, a yeah, like a bucket onto myself or like a bin <laughs> with like other like eighth grader gremlins all around. Like wow. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, did you notice that Juno is allergic to dog saliva? Oh, no, I didn't. Issa's oh, yeah, also yeah. allergic to dog <laughs> saliva. Oh, really? Wait, does Juno say Some that? dogs. Um, Bren says it. Bren I says think. it. Yeah. That's why she doesn't get the dog. And then she does at the end. Um, <laughs> Not all dogs. Oh, oh something okay. I want, but definitely your thing dog. about the bathroom scene that's interesting is, like, I do think that Juno, like, that the, the fact that Vanessa and Mark are, like, like, in terms of, like, the class conversation and wealth, like, and Juno exploring their house and that. I don't know. I think the movie just, like, really navigates that well as... Oh, yeah. So what do we think about the Mark relationship, which develops more? But from the offset, does it seem clear? Like, does it seem clear to you that there's something like funky going on or does it seem normal? I think he's from from the onset. I think immediately I'm like, he's unhappy and he like misses being like he he is like a little bit like. I miss being a rock star, like Vanessa says later. And like, I don't know if it truly gets weird for me yet until later. And especially, ugh, this is like another thing, Jane, sort of when we watched Scott Pilgrim too, like it did not like ring any alarm bells for me when I watched this the first time, which mm. is so scary to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think that's good that like, I can see it now, but I couldn't see it then maybe like, that's just like being subtle. Mm. Jason Bateman. He's uh, always Jason Bateman. He yeah, is. he's Jason Bateman. There's a few lines where I was like, okay, what movie are you in? <laughs> His little like smirk. He like always has yeah. that little like smirk. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. They nerd out over nerd shit. In the early 2000s, people were basically having like a meltdown over the fact that like girls could like indie stuff yeah. or like Criterion Collection type movies. Like people were just like all having a meltdown so it's just in like every movie like mm. a girl who likes indie stuff totally. and I'm, I'm like now it's like okay everyone has calmed down a little bit more about it um yeah I think he's like, cl- oh sorry i was gonna say i think he's just clinging to youth and scared to be yeah, exactly a, a father and scared that- to be a father old <laughs> like i think yeah. that's a that's a huge part of it one line that's <laughs> they kept repeating or they said it twice uh about pregnancy like our moms and teachers which is so <laughs> far f- that's like not 
like I know it's a joke. Like the boy, the boys are like, look, our moms and teacher. But like that's when I think of pregnancy, I definitely don't think of my mom, and I also don't really think of my teachers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think of my teachers. Interesting. Yeah, not teachers, but it is. It is like. Ugh, to get like more metaphorical i guess like the uh, who's teaching who what sort of situation <laughs> and like pregnancy has like this like passing down i feel like there's definitely that like i don't know i'm really interested in the alice and jenny juno relationship uh like when um i think this is in the next bit that we talk about but that when bren like defends juno during the ultrasound yeah i yeah. think that moment is also so like to me, that's like one of the more tapped into what this movie is actually about thing of like yeah. these women looking out for each other. Well, um, and yeah. it's like, and she, Juno sort of like, I don't know, Juno in the start of the movie sort of just in her like little narration is just like, oh yeah, and Bren's my stepmom and like I threw up in her vase, you know, like, but, but you, you see later on like, no, Bren like sees her as a, as her kid and like, yeah. you know, and, and Juno, um, Juno's mom left and like that's why you know um she's like so freaked out also about whether her baby's gonna have like good parents and it's also I love that the movie is like um it it sort of has uh chosen family vibes (laughs) I think there there is something to that because yes her mom left which is a super common trope in every young adult thing like dead moms or moms are gone but you have this recreated family structure that's really, really positive, and that's mm-hmm. never like it's never a, a, a true conflict. Like she has a fight with Bren, sort of, or like they have tension, but it's never a conflict of like I don't like my stepmom. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the very fact that they can have that kind of fight, I was like, oh, they're close because like, yeah. yeah, they have. I don't know. Like it's it's cool to see that the movie's like, yeah, she doesn't have to be a lovey dovey like I'm your mom now type mom. You just have to like stick up for her and stuff i will say um, yeah there's no one like this this movie does thrive in like that nuance like I, there's no one who i'd be like they are the antagonist like yeah there's no like it's the baby <laughs> right like there's no like dramatized ver- i don't know i'm in stupid grad school and every like time i try to write a gay thing they're like but what is like it, the antagonist or like the conflict can't just be like yeah. the world you have to have like a character that is like a dramatized example and like embodiment of the conflict and i don't think this movie has it and i think that's why it's amazing because no one is like you are bad and you are good um yeah, yeah, it's the baby. It is, yeah, the baby. <laughs> and her friend is really supportive too. Oh my gosh, Nate could not stop talking about how much Leah looks like Olivia Rodrigo also. He was like, if this were made now, it would just be Olivia Rodrigo. I, I don't like, think so. They just have like, oh, they similar, have similar eyes. They have similar, yeah, they have similar face shape. But um, yeah. as the face shape expert. How do we go we think... Should we? Oh, yeah, we on. should move on. Sorry. Okay, Juno goes to Bleaker's house. He says they could get back together, which Juno seems hesitant about. She suggests that he ask out one of their classmates. As Vanessa prepares the baby room, Mark isn't excited about getting involved. At the mall, Leah and Juno see Vanessa being cute with a little kid, which makes Juno happy. Juno lets Vanessa feel her stomach, and after Vanessa speaks to the baby, she feels it kick. At eight months pregnant, Juno is getting stared at a lot in school. Bleaker has asked someone else to the prom, and she's clearly jealous. She confronts Bleeker and lets out some frustration about being pregnant, while Bleeker says she was the one who decided they should be distant. Again, genius. Like, looking at Juno sort of, like, reaping the consequences of her actions by, like, because she did, like, push Bleeker away, and then immediately being like, wait, I actually 
needs, yeah. needs someone during this. And that is, like, again, not to really, Jane, the mothers and teachers things, but, like, or not to, like, really, like, hammer that home. But I feel like everybody just, like, wants someone to, like, yeah, be, to care for and, like, help them, which I think mm. is kind of, it relates back to the mothers and teachers things. But I definitely don't think about pregnant teachers. Right. I get what you mean by that. And, um. like, <laughs> and like being pregnant is like such a, um, you're in a pos- position where you have to ask people to take care of you. Right. And like, you can tell that she just like, doesn't like asking for affection or like asking people to like, she, she just like, yeah, like you said, she like pushes Bleak girl away and doesn't even let him carry her bag. And like, you know, she sees herself as very independent. Yeah. Um, also, orange Tic Tacs used to be my favorite candy, and my friends made fun of me when this movie came out. Candy? Interesting. <laughs> yep. Of all the Tic Tac flavors, that's the one that tastes just like candy. It doesn't really taste like a mint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, not, is... it doesn't have like, it doesn't really have the like, it's spicy the right. It is candy. Or... It's spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't you know what I'm talking about. Like, it doesn't spicy have the, like, mint. mint. The yeah. citrus like um, cuts it. Like, the citrus like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're is a character and they say that her whole house smells like soup (laughs) and that is a fear i have about myself and my house because whenever like multiple people have said my childhood home like smells like something like they're like oh it just it has a particular smell that has been something that's been said to me and it it's a source of anxiety it's usually just whatever detergent um like somebody used on all the fabric in your home i think it's because my mom is constantly cooking like lentils Oh yeah. <laughs> There's just always a pot of lentils. There's bubbling. definitely so um when I go into my mom-in-law's house, there's definitely like a specific smell of like all what she uses and like what the soap she uses cuz she uses sort of like soaps and detergent all these like soaps and detergents and stuff like they're natural from the same like company, you know, mm-hmm. like a, like a very natural smell company. And then one day <laughs> she like gave me like soap as like a gift. And I was like, I can't use this because then I'll smell like your mom. Oh my god! Ooh, maybe that's what he wants. Uh, I'm sorry, but um, we still have it. Oh, anyway. he wants to fuck his mom. Um, I have a question. How was teenage pregnancy handled at your school? Mine again. My school was like, oh god, I went to this like hundred year old girls' school, so it was just like not a thing. Like, mm. if someone was pregnant or there was a rumor it was just seen as, like, bad, bad, bad. Or, like, Mm. not really talked about or just, like, whispered about. And there wasn't anybody who was, like, pregnant and had a kid and stayed in school. Yeah. Um, I knew... I also went to a girls' school, and I knew a teen that got pregnant, not in my class, but, like, a few classes down. And she was actually, like, a friend of a friend. Actually, like, the dad was my friend. Um, And it was very much, like... uh, your family will help you raise it. Like you're, there's no, you know, there's no one's getting an abortion. (laughs) And, um, but the kind of happy ending to the story is that, so these, first of all, the parents were like super enraged. Like there were, there was all this gossip about how like the dad like flew into a rage and like threatened to like kill the guy or whatever, um, forbade them from seeing each other. They were like seeing each other on the down low and like kept dating. The kid was born. The kid's like a toddler now. They just got married like recently. Yay. Yeah. I'm happy for them that it worked out. And also that, you know, that they they could like stay single and like figure it out. And she just like 
she comes from like a pretty wealthy family and just had like the resources to like have her mom help her raise a kid basically mm. um but yeah obviously that's like the best possible scenario and it was still really scary like I just like heard so much about like their parents like really fucking screaming at each other like mm. as parents yeah it is interesting yeah. like jk simmons does do the like sort of almost performative like i'm gonna like kick bleaker in the wiener when yeah. i see him or something whatever he says and but you like, know no, he doesn't not. like yeah <laughs> like you know he doesn't mean it he just like it's almost like he feels like he has to say that as like the dad yeah um which is do interesting you, do you have any memories from high school? i mean definitely no stories that were like very very close to me um Surprise, surprise. But I mean, I went to public school and like there were there there were people who got pregnant. I think that I don't think anyone stayed in school, but there were people that like had a child and came back to school. And as far as I know, that went OK. I I, yeah. I think it must have been really, 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 really difficult. But yeah. I, wasn't I think this girl. I think the girl I'm talking about was a senior, so she was, like, close to graduating anyway. So, like, the teachers just worked with her so she could, like, graduate. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that Juno is into, like, punk music, but but the movie is kind of, like, cute. Yeah. Yeah. Do we, is she actually, like, twee or, or, like, what is happening there? Like, should the movie be more punk or is she just, like, a fake punk? I... I feel like she's a fake punk because also like the ukulele thing that they, like when they play the song at the end, that's, yeah, like, that's such true. a cute song. They literally say like, We're, we sure are cute for two ugly people. Well, I think that is like interesting with her evolving over the course of the movie because like, yeah, she definitely does like make more jokes and tries to be a bit more punk, whatever that means, like in the first meeting with Vanessa and Mark and then throughout sort of like becomes more vulnerable like obviously the scene with bleaker like she finally can be like yeah i actually really you know love like i think i'm in love with you which i just like yeah so maybe she's maybe that is supposed to be like she starts out punk and then becomes more cutesy but yeah i i I think it's like she's realizing that like if you're never earnest and you're like always being ironic or like at a distance then like you can't talk about your feelings and it like sucks because then then bleaker will go to prom with someone else <laughs> like if you're if you're punk all the time then maybe <laughs> the person you like will go to prom with someone else the cost of um, being punk that's what this should have been called yeah. <laughs> um so i think she's like you know as much of a she thinks she's punk but like she realizes there's a cost um but i i do like that it's funny that she even she like thinks mark is like kind of being fake about what he likes mm-hmm. um yeah and it, it I don't know it sets up a funny dynamic too where like uh, there's 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 sort of a a moment in one of their meetings when they're like talking about two versions of a song and he's like no 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 no, you haven't heard it this way and she listens to it and she's like yeah yeah I kind of like this um but it's it's sort of like they both have this ideal in their mind of like what it's supposed to sound like and Mark is like really holding on to this really old version I don't know it's yeah it's just cool like how they how they build their personalities that way um I didn't know I was going to talk about this in this section I wrote in this section every time Michael Sarah eats TikTok I think he's vaping because he holds <laughs> it like a vape oh my gosh I didn't know that that was a thing until producer Charlie was like the the hidden vape remember when he told us about like you just like do this oh yeah yeah, yeah. this is oh, a visual yeah. element but 
I, I've never vaped, so like, but you kind of are like low key about it. In class, people do that. Yeah. I, I really like the scene where she's painting the room and their reactions, their like differences between them. But I was going to say, what were the walls like or colors like generally like in your room when you were a child? Um, Whoa. You know, before you had a choice. Ooh. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, mine were just white. Like, I think our whole house, like, we've never had, like, we've none of my Color. siblings, right? Yeah, we never painted our rooms or, like, I don't even know if we were allowed to. Um, the only thing is, like, at one point, the floor was blue. Like, I remember my my dad decided to stain the hardwood floor what? blue Whoa. in, like, my sister and my, and my brother, like, in our room. And, yeah. So that was, like, cool. the cool, that was our cool thing. Not the walls, but, like, the, That yeah. is cool. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't either. Um, I don't even know. He probably just, like, heard about it and was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, he loves to have his little, like, projects, you know? <laughs> Dads do. Um, Yeah, we were very boring. Still are. So, like, off-white or, like, a very light yellow. I remember my sister. Yellow. She's, like, the cool one. And so at one point she had, like, really dark painted walls. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I remember like my parents maybe it wasn't the wall it might have been the walls too but it was the the sort of color scheme of the like linens and bed stuff was all all of my stuff was green in my room and all of the stuff in my brother's room was blue and it Mm. it was also funny because for a while like when we were kids we just like wanted to sleep in the same room as each other so we just had a bunk bed or like a trundle bed that we would move in anyway so, you know, but we still had our own rooms um, from the point that we were kids. And I like remember that it was like green, but like kind of like old person floral print <laughs> in my room. And I don't know, I, I feel nostalgic for like all one color scheme when you're a child. <laughs> um, it's just sad when she's like, yeah, like, can you see like this there? Like, just can't you see it there? And he's just like looking bored. <sighs> Let's go to the end. Okay, Juno has been spending more time with Mark, and after they begin slow dancing, he says he's leaving Vanessa. Juno is really upset, wanting her baby to grow up in a happy home. When Vanessa comes home, Mark tells her he's not ready to have a child. Juno cries it out and then leaves a note at Mark and Vanessa's stoop. Juno goes to her dad, feeling negative about relationships, and he tells her to be uh, be with someone who loves her for herself. She apologizes to Bleeker and tells him she loves him. Juno gives birth and Bleeker comforts her as she cries. Vanessa comes to get her new baby. We see her in her bedroom where she has framed Juno's note that says, Vanessa, if you're still in, I'm still in. The last scene is Juno and Bleeker playing guitar together. I'm weeping already. Oh my god. Oh my god. And the like it started with the chair, it ended with the chair thing. I'm just like, oh god, Diablo. All right, I'll allow it. You're great. You're great. Best screenplay. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, I oh god. I think that this is on the internet in terms of like the trans reading of this. The dad is like, be with someone who loves you for what you are. So like Mm -hmm. everybody is like what you are. Oh my God. This is like a queer reading of the film. I don't know. But um, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is very sweet. And I think also like in terms of bleaker, like he's the only one that you wouldn't even like, like with Mark and Juno, I don't know if they use the word poser, but I feel like that's very like early 2000s, late nineties. You're a poser. Like bleaker is so 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 himself in his almost like yeah. no personalityness or like <laughs> tic tacs are his entire like tic tacs and track or his entire personality that like yeah i don't know it's refreshing to see that juno like yeah. gravitates towards that and also the line where he said she's like 
you don't try. And he said, I actually try really hard. Oh my God, I know. Wait, yeah. That uh, means so much to me. And it, I can imagine that like that line should resonate with every high schooler because we yeah. all, you know, and person, but it just, I don't know. It feels so honest and so good. It's so good. And I, I think like, I don't know. I just, I just the, like you were saying, Reed, he's just like a normal guy. And Juno is just like so in love with him and just like says stuff like, you're just the coolest person I know. And it's it's so good in terms of like when you're a teen and you're in love with someone, you can't like articulate like, oh, it's because they're, you know, you don't have like a checklist in your head of like, mm-hmm. oh, it's because they are smart and they like this and they like that. Like you're just like, no, this person just rocks. And I don't, you know, I, that's just my feelings toward them. I love it. Um, oh, I was just going to say that now, now I'm reading that they slow dance together at the top of this. I'm like, that's the only red flag I have. And it's almost like, and I don't know if this was intentional, but it's like right when the line is going to be crossed. Yeah. The movie, if not Juno, like realizes like, all right, done with this. Like Mark actually sucks. Like, you know, this person mm. you think you're connecting to is like actually, you know. Yeah, because yeah. prior to that, I think it was just like he's he's clearly unhappy and he's sort of like he's not really supporting Vanessa through the process. And he's just being like, what? Like, why are you so serious? Like, nah, 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 nah. I don't know what that voice was. That <laughs> yeah, that's Jason Bateman. <laughs> J- Joker slash Jake- Jason Bateman. <laughs> Joker Jason Bateman. So oh, terrifying. Uh. It is wild how much when I watch this movie as a teen, like that turn to me was such a surprise. Like, and I, I actually remember like some of like a bunch of us like talking about the movie and like some people not getting it even because it's, it's not like he makes like a giant predatory, like I'm right. trying to kiss you. It's move. And so like as 15 year olds watching this, we were like, holy shit, like what just happened? And that is also like masterful. But and also that like at that time, I thought he was like a cool guy, whether it, whereas it's like so obvious to me now he's like an asshole and he's like chasing something. Well, I um, I think I think the line where he says, how do you see me is exactly yeah. right. And that is the whole point that he sees himself as someone who could relate to Juno and like be on the same level as her where she's young and sees him as someone who maybe could be a protector to her or at least like a comfort to her at this time. And they just have like completely different views of what's happening. And like, I think that he's totally just blinded. And I, I don't think that he's necessarily a predator. Like, like I think he's just as fully not seeing the situation for, for what it is. Yeah. And she said, he's like, I don't know if I'm ready to have a kid. And she's like, you're old. And like, yeah, exactly. Obviously, yeah. The, it's not like, you know, anyone who's a certain age wants to have a kid. But like when she calls him old, he's like, Ugh. like, <laughs> actually, I'm like terrified of me ending up obviously not like being inappropriate with a child, but like <laughs> me ending up at a place like that where like I don't like realize that I've, you know, like I, I'm chasing like being like a relatable young teen. I think also well, point- arguably that whole this whole podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. It's a red flag. Proof oh, red flag. I was gonna say at this point, Juno's like eight months pregnant too. So it's like, like him being like, I'm not. I don't think I'm ready to be a dad. And she's sort of yeah. like, I. Lit- you think you're not ready? Like I literally just like you know, like I'm navigating this. I don't know. It's like she yeah. says that line about like. I think when she comes in to have the conversation with her dad about feeling negative about relationships, he's like, where have you been? And she says out dealing with things way above my maturity level. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, she is more mature than Mark. Like, And there's just, mm. yeah. And there's so much about like Mark and Vanessa, like they've been trying to have a kid for like a really long time. And also Vanessa is like this, like 
she's kind of a career woman too like she's dressed in a suit earlier and like he says something like she's trying to like work late to stack up as much pto as possible like she's doing all this shit that she's like really really trying to get her shit together to make it happen and i actually wrote too there's a sad detail which is that when they're painting the room she's also wearing like an old rock band shirt but it's like covered in paint like she just uses it as like an old shirt now whereas like he wears that the like rock band shirts like in his yeah. daily life when she says your shirt looks stupid that that made me laugh out loud <laughs> was amazing. Yeah. i know it, it like uh that it again like like you said jane obviously we love juno but like man like the vanessa story is like huge in this too it's yeah it's it's like it makes it, again it makes the movie like yeah yeah uh, i guess i have one last thing um that sort of stood out to me is after juno gives birth her dad is at her side and he or, or maybe it's right before she gives birth i'm not sure but he's like you'll get to do this on your own terms in the future and i i feel like that's an appropriate line for that character to say but i i wonder if that line would still be in there if this movie came out yeah, like today for not. example just because we're so we're because we're no so pc about like people having <laughs> to have children i guess or like yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever whatever that conversation is yeah also, if my mom couldn't make it when I gave birth for the first time, I would like Alice and Janie to be there. Oh my god! I'll arrange Same. that. I'll 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 call some people. <laughs> FYI, I'll call some. People. I'll call some people. <laughs> uh, I love. I won't and answer. <laughs> I also said, you know, like when they rush to the hospital and they like forget their younger child, who's like dressed in like a funny out. I was like, is the other child canonically Tanya Harding? <laughs> she's just dressed in like a strange and her name is weird i can't remember what the other child's name is. what is it called liberty bell oh yeah yeah. i was like that's tanya harding oh my god (laughs) yes the cinematic universe i love this that has to yes honestly that moment of like elliot like like shoulders back stomach out like like waddling down the stairs to oh get my to gosh, the yeah, like that so where they're all bursting out of the front door and it's so joyful it's like not yes. um panic like your your normal like watching yes. the dad panic or anything because obviously like bleaker's not even there um god yeah it's so That's joyful true. It's, it's a family it's like the whole family rallying around juno which i think is That's like true. so moving yeah because her parents aren't doing that for the first time so they like know what's to be expected but they're right. just like rushing yeah fun fact when i when my mom was giving birth to me or when my mom was in labor and rushing to the hospital with me, um, my brother stopped by the side of the road and peed. Oh my God. He was like, I really got to pee. And they were like, oh, like go pee on the side of the road. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I just like, up to him the next that's time a meme. Him. That's like a meme story that my family tells each other about how my brother had to pee on the side of the road. Okay. We've come to the end. Question mark. Yes, we've come to the end. We're we're each gonna answer three questions. Reed, you can go first. Okay. The first question is: Is this movie good or bad? Good. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. We're, I I feel like we've like really. I feel like we've done a really good job discussing it about why it's good. I feel I forgot that it was gonna be good, which is nice. <laughs> it's always nice that it's. I mean, again, like I was just annoyed at people in high school, so I just and I haven't watched it in a really long time. Um, the second question is, do you like this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I really do. I like want to watch it again. I yeah. I know. I, I really I, like it. And yeah. even actually after talking about it, I sort of feel even more 
like warmth to it and feel like I understand it better. And um, I don't think I need to see it again for like maybe another two years, but <laughs> when that time comes, I will be happy to watch it. I think I, yeah, I hadn't seen it since I was a teen and um, I hadn't like overwatched it, like, which is like some of the other movies we've liked on this podcast. So I would see this again. Um, and then the third question is, what type of teen is this movie for? It's so tricky because I like obviously didn't see it as a teen, but I yeah. also think that there's like, I don't know if this is me just like looking back, but like teens now seem so much more mature and would be mm. like better able to digest this movie and get mm. more out of it and maybe like see mm. the Vanessa of it all just because I think there's like more conversations in the mainstream about like being able to have kids or not and like choice and things like that. So maybe for like the the Gen Z TikToker cool kid yeah. uh, empath, empath um, teen of today, I guess. Um, or just a person that's like the character of Juno that will- Empath. <laughs> empath. I think if Juno was on Netflix, because by the way, I had to sign up for like a free trial yeah. of stars <laughs> to watch this. I, know. I think if Juno was on Netflix, there would be a resurgence. Yes. Someone make that happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, my stupid answer is I think teens who have messy rooms would like this movie. Because <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I think Walter just laughed at me. Okay, Walter's laughing at me. <laughs> nice um, to have an audience. I, I don't really have an explanation for that. Because what I really think this movie is good for is watching it when you're, you're younger and watching it when you're older and just like getting the full, the full effect of it for like for every age. And maybe when I watch this, when I'm... 80 like who knows well you, know? you have to watch we'll it when back. you're the age you have to watch it when you're juno's age vanessa's age and allison janney's age okay <laughs> yeah i think i i agree with you actually jane i think it's a good movie to like watch as you grow up because i totally took different things from it this time around i'm i guess i worry that like people now might do a knee-jerk like it's an anti-choice movie mm -hmm. you know like that's what i would worry um, but I'm confident that the smarter teens could figure out that it actually is great. <laughs> um, Reed, what are you watching these days that's not this? Oh, um, I just watched eight episodes of Search Party yesterday in <gasps> one sitting. <laughs> the new, is the, it out? The new, oh, season. God, the new season. Oh, shit. Okay. It, um, oh. So that's what I watched yesterday. I watched also all of um, Siwa's Dance Pop Revolution. It's a great <laughs> show where JoJo Siwa and JoJo's mom are making the next kids like pop group. And they want to make like a girl version of like the Jackson Five, basically, but for 2022. Wow. And oh. it's incredible. Wait. Okay, oh Reed. We Jane and I, a large gap in our teen culture knowledge is Jojo Siwa. You could be the I Siwa could be correspondent. The I I also had no knowledge. I didn't watch Dance Moms. I didn't know anything. And then I became obsessed, obviously, when she You're came a scholar. out. And You're then a I was scholar. like, I'm a scholar now. And I've watched See was Dance Pop Revolution twice all the way through, and I'm just like, <gasps> but I had a heartbreaking moment where then there was a rumor that she was dating like this Trump supporting right, girl from right, TikTok, right. but then she posted that she was single, and so I just have hope. I have hope that you know, I have hope that her mom is not an anti-vaxxer and that maybe she actually is. I don't know. Her Dancing with the Stars presence sapphic dance yeah. whatever change the world and like people can say what they want but she's changing the world yeah i know i was happy that iman won but i know that like she was so so good yeah and i just think with yeah. these kids like yeah it, it does stress me out if if she's like you know trumpy gay but with <laughs> these kids like these yeah. on the show like they're like 10 years old in all these sparkles like 
there's pavilions and them screaming for her. And it's just like, she's just like this huge dyke who's always like, mom, isn't it great that I'm gay? Like, I don't know. She's, I think that that alone is like such visibility with like this like lesbian that all these kids are obsessed with. Yeah. LGBTTG, lesbian, bi, gay, trans, Trumpy, gay. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We got them all. We got them all. Jane, what are you watching these days? Okay. I rewatched the docuseries Cheer, which is incredible. It was just as good the second time. Obviously, there's there's some like um, developments about some of the people who are featured on the show. And so that kind of like affects how you're watching it, but it does not affect like my like empathy and like love for these people and i want them to i want the best for them um it's really incredible and i could talk about it forever so i'll just stop and then i watched three episodes of search party last night and i'm gonna watch more today jane you should try last chance you just because it's the same director and it like the people relationships like really ugh, like i mean you know this but i like became football pilled just because i watched (laughs) Last chance you and I cry like I cried at least once per season. Oh, like, the important thing about the cheer is the is the girls though. Like I want to be them. Like I'm like I need to wear a loose dumb ponytail that like comes to the side. <laughs> I did buy Nike Pro shorts. Yeah. Yes, I wore those. Actually, that was a huge part of my team dumb because my best friend who <gasps> lived across the street was an all star cheerleader um kayla shout out she's still my best friend she lives here now um and she wore those spandex like day to day not just to practice but like that like bun on top of your head like uh headband and like really short nike spandex and like a loose t-shirt like that became both of our like uniform because even though i didn't do cheer i could still kind of tumble a little bit from diving and so we would just like be in her backyard on her little like hot teens wait that's really cool that you could just tumble like well we had yeah we did like dry land training yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like flips and stuff but i mean kayla was obviously way better and could actually like do flips on like the grass and i i would lose my life if i tried to do that but that's still so cool but anyway so i would consider watching what's it called last chance you like i really would but but you have to understand that so much of what i watch is like aspirational like for example when i watched the first three seasons of search party I did buy two pairs of white kids. Amazing. This is how I live my life. I think, I love it. yeah, I, I think the difference with Last Chance You is you feel because they're like boys and football players or basketball players, depending on what you watch, like mm. they're not supposed to be like emotional. And like that's oh, also like sort of the chipping through the. Oh, so when they do all, cry, yeah. it's like a huge. Yeah. Oh, when they okay, do, I gotta exactly. Watch this. Or when they're like suppress, you can tell they're like suppressing like how painful something was. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's man. like distra- It's like emotionally difficult for me. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, though, Reed. And thank you for um validating what are you Jane's watching, Lisa? purchase. Oh my gosh. Um, I started Yellow Jackets. Oh, I need to watch it. Yeah, I uh, I, I have um, an episode or two to catch up on, but uh, I really like it. I think, Jane, you would really like it. It's also I know I would cool like that it. they go to is in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> Wait, where in New Jersey um, is it? Do you know? No. Uh, okay. Maybe they talk about it, but I didn't catch it. Yeah, like maybe they talk about like nearby places. Okay. It's I suburbs. fear it's too gruesome, but I'm going to try. It is. Um, I think it's, it's pretty like horror- focused but nothing like jumps and surprises you so like anytime there's something gruesome you have time to be like oh i don't want to see it um and put up your hand as i did in this visual no that's good to know for sure yeah yeah yeah. so it's not it's not a surprise um and the the actress like all the like 
young they're not teens but all the actors are so good I'm actually predictably more interested in the timeline when they're young than when they're older like I don't like the plot lines as much but um maybe that'll change but yeah thank you for uh talking about Juno or suggesting we watch Juno because it's nice to watch a movie we actually really all like yeah thank you for having me this is so fun I loved rewatching it um, yay yeah. well now you're our siwa correspondent yes so. oh my god i every day i pray for her and <laughs> and wish i could dance just wish 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 i could dance that's yeah that's my aspirational watch like jane that's you why can. i watch it i you could you could tumble into a pool in the background that's that true could be a part of yeah i feel like i should be able to dance because i'm like gymnasticsy but nah the the rhythm isn't there you know <laughs> uh is there anything you'd like to plug Oh, um, I have a Substack, uh, readpope.substack.com. I release a newsletter every week. It's unhinged. Um, last week's was about how Hell the yeah. FBI literally came to my door. Um, I read so, that one. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I tweeted something very stupid on New Year's Eve. It was clearly a joke, but the FBI didn't know, and they came to my door. And that's what my whole week has been about. And I'm trying not to make it my whole personality. Oh my um, god! No, like this this New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to read that newsletter, I like detail yeah. it i had to like send it to my therapist and he was like is this all real and i was like yes like every word of it is <laughs> it is only a transcript of the account so um if you want that or just like any of my thoughts that or my social media it's all linked there so i love when a therapist is like holy shit <laughs> yeah he was like because i sent it to him ahead of time because i was like I don't want to spend my entire session recapping this and telling the story. Yeah. But then I sent him mm. my like unhinged newsletter. But then I was like, oh, I have to copy and paste it into the body of the email because I don't want him to like actually read my Substack and see how much I write about him a lot. So then anyway, mm. that's mm. for a different podcast. But yeah, so my Substack <laughs> and then my social media. But perfect. Thank you, Reed. Um, Jane, would you like to say what's our upcoming movie? It is Twilight New Moon, <laughs> which I call Twilight 2. I've never seen it. Me neither. Read. I'm I'm You're excited. I, I I I'm like shocked. I over the pandemic, my old roommate, we read Midnight Sun, the new Twilight book that came out over the pandemic. And so then also I rewatched all the movies. You're gonna have a blast. Wait, what is um is Midnight Sun like what is it's it's from Edward's it's basically Twilight from Edward's perspective. What? Um, which nobody oh. needed or wanted. And actually there was no editor and it's a million pages long and it's one of the worst things I've ever, ever read. But we we actually did a podcast wow. where we like read a chapter and then invited a guest on to like recap the chapter of Midnight Whoa. Sun. And then in the process, we rewatched the movies. Also, Kristen Stewart is like, I have like, like she is my princess diana she's my everything and it's it's humiliating yeah. how obsessed i am with her and like when i die people will just see how many fan accounts on instagram like like case do recent pics and stuff that i follow it's a nightmare um but you're gonna have a blast yeah the second one's wow, pretty good I'm, and it's not I'm excited like, completely off the deep end yet i think they get crazier I, i've heard i have some friends that said like the second one is the one they like most which is interesting mm -hmm. that makes um sense. yeah wow. jane are you excited I'm excited, nervous, but nervous. I'm ready. I've been preparing for this. Look, it's not Juno, right? <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say Juno to me is like a like a perfectly crafted movie where you're like every word and line and scene like actually needs to be there. Like it literally won best screenplay. Yeah. But Twilight Two, as you say, is not Twilight. That. <laughs> very different pregnancy. <laughs> oh god. Yes. yes. 
that was under the bleachers our podcast about teen content we would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend and with a teen you can get in touch with us at under the bleachers pod at gmail.com and find us on twitter at at bleacher teens also subscribe to our patreon to kick us some support we actually released our first video that was a full-length episode jane um and oh, I know. we may do <laughs> yeah i'm telling you jane jane does it um and we may release more if people like them at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod okay we will see you next time under, under the, the bleachers, bleachers. <laughs>